0: Welcome to the L.A. Podcast. Scott, yeah. thank you so much for allowing us into your home
1: right. for this one. I've actually been doing it in my home for weeks now, so it doesn't even feel weird to That's, me.
0: Yeah. You're okay with people knowing that this is your house? Are you worried that they'll like be able to pick up from like sonic clues? Yeah, uh,
1: my downstairs neighbor... Uh, listening to Coldplay on Spotify just not even like an album just what comes up when you search Coldplay. Top five. Yeah yeah. Uh, Remixes
0: and all yeah I am
1: concerned that they'll be able to pick me out that way. Uh,
0: This is a guest episode we have uh, Dr. Robin Petering who works with the um, Homeless Count in LA. She's going to be on the episode at the end of the show, but we have a couple of things we want to get into um before that. What happened here while I was gone? What's uh, a recent thing? Well, to start
1: with, it's election week. We we did have our Oh uh, my god, yeah. our, our voter hasn't happened yet. I know it's weird, right? Yeah. We've been talking about it for so long it feels like, but uh, it's finally
0: here. Yeah. T- finally. Tomorrow yeah. uh it will be election day. Ballots I saw are not getting turned in. Is that true? I mean, like people's like absentee ballots. are. Oh, like, they're, are they're... you surprised to hear that? <laughs> like nobody is voting. No one is voting in this election. Uh, I am surprised to hear that because I was
1: actually judging the success of, of you our show. Yeah. yeah, that's right. It's um, a real referendum on us. I had actually heard that uh, actually we have the highest percentage of um, registered voters relative to like the possible number of registered voters in california for a long time it's like 75 percent of people who can vote are actually registered to vote which seems good
0: is that because it's just gotten easier because of the dmv thing like you just register when you get your license and stuff or do you think it's because people are like more engaged i think it's because of us
1: yeah that's right that's what i was thinking that's right um the overwhelming success of this show in turning Californians into engaged uh, members of their democracy.
0: Right, but it hasn't translated yet into sending their ballot in. Well, we'll but it's these little <laughs> these baby steps. These baby steps. We will
1: uh yeah, we'll get back to that, I guess next week. Yeah. I don't know, there'll be a flood of uh,
0: <laughs> a flood of ballots yeah. turned in. Yeah. Um anyway, we never said that they were supposed to do that. So oh, turn yeah. in your ballot, you it, got one. Come on people. Yeah, that's the next step. Basically. Did you know that Bill Cosby, that's the name of Bill Cosby's book. It this is real. It's called Come On People. But there's no comma, so it just says come on people. No. true. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I take it I take it back. Yeah. You, people absolutely do not need to to come on. Um Okay, so basically this week, we have a bunch of uh, local issues that are related to uh, both homelessness and the continuing efforts of uh, city officials to work on the homelessness crisis in collaboration with our state government. Um, Yeah, uh, the state is basically, as we are in an election week, the state is gearing up for what are going to be a couple of major Democratic uh, agenda pushes that are yeah. starting right now. And it,
0: it, you can feel it in the air. The state is getting
1: <laughs> very busy right now. Uh, Gosa was just down the street.
0: Gosa did a 24-hour campaign push. Did you see that? No. He was out. The schedule was, he was at Cantor's at 3 a.m. What? Uh, there was like a couple in and outs that he. Oh, they're not twenty four hour anymore, are they? They close now. I think they close at three. Okay, like or like or, yeah, like around then. <laughs> so I guess he was just <laughs> catching people as they were coming out, handing out flyers or whatever. Um, yeah, a couple like in and outs. Yeah, uh, seems like a campaign that's really going great. <laughs> he was just at
1: the uh, Silver Lake th- uh, Farmers Market. I was today. Yeah, I was sad to to miss him
0: over the weekend. That's good because he can set up an Herbalife stand at the same time and he can sell uh vitamins <laughs> while
1: while campaigning i actually felt like he was kind of following me because on thursday i was out in downtown and i was going to uh the music center um and i went to grand central market first and apparently he was there shortly after i left uh grand central market so and then he came to Silver Lake Farmer's Market. Wow, so, yeah. he's like Angeline now. Just <laughs> who, like the guy you just see all around town. Who would win and uh, who would actually get into the top two, Angeline? Between the here goes ahead <laughs> <laughs> <or> goes <there. laughs> Anyway, so we have uh, the Democratic legislators are trying to kick off a number of, uh, of their key items, but aside from their individual elections, um, in general, the Democrats are looking to make headway on uh, races that have been or would previously have been seen as a Republican lean. There is yeah. the much vaunted um, blue wave that yep. is maybe maybe going to materialize, maybe not going to materialize. Yeah, uh, people one,
0: getting a little less confident in that blue wave, it, right. it sounds like. And, and but this the Tuesday will mean a lot when we see... Um, at least on like the, the house level, right. Uh, how many, you know, there's a couple of those races that might not have a Democrat in the top two at all, yeah. uh, which would be bad for the <laughs> ever transpiring, not getting Democrats on the, on the runoff ballot yes. would be a disadvantage. That would be, it would be hard to take any of those seats
1: if we don't actually have, uh, if the Democrats don't actually have a candidate, uh, that is running in November, yes So um, to say it again, uh, as we say every time, the California primary system is a top two, Mm -hmm. regardless of party affiliation. So that makes this primary on Tuesday very important. Um, Part of what is giving Republicans a sense of hope that they're going to break this blue uh, wave that is seen as building is the unpopular gas tax that was passed last year. Um, Now, so this... Uh, SB one, uh, as it was called, was passed with a very narrow margin. They raised twelve cents extra uh, per
0: gallon starting last November. And this was the the state the piece of state legislation that made it more people know about this. I feel like than basically anything else that's come out of the state. Like, this was a big deal. But oh, it's covered on the news, on like the local like TV news, right? all the time. Yes. And the way they cover it is they always go to a gas station yes. to get someone's opinion on it so it's someone standing next to the <laughs> pump and they're like, it's ridiculous, I'm paying, you know, like it's like $4 extra a day for my commute or whatever. And it's like, well, yeah, this guy thinks that he's getting, he's getting gas. gas right now. Or why don't you ask someone who's like walking, you know, like like riding a bike or something, see what they think right. about it.
1: Are you Are you currently thinking about <laughs> how much it costs you to get gas? I, you know, back in 2012 or whatever, when gas was like five dollars a gallon i was driving around and i was really fucking broke i i was thinking about it a lot um i don't i don't actually have a sense of whether or not that is currently the case because they i'm not i'm just not sure yeah you don't use it (laughs) well That's true. Uh, But anyway, this has become like a a cause celeb among particularly Republican um, electeds and also right-wing news commentators who uh, pushed through a... um, They're they're basically going to put repeal of SB1's gas tax increases on the November ballot. So uh, the important thing for... LA officials, um, and for Jerry Brown, who looks at this as a legacy, but uh, but in, in LA locally, um, this has been money that is being used to complement uh, a lot of the self-taxation that we've agreed to do here. Um, Measure M, most recently in 2016, passed yeah. 70% of the vote to um, to invest over $100 billion in uh, transportation infrastructure. Yeah. And SB1 complements that. Um, I, I believe... Metro, out of all of the SB1 money uh, that was allotted, Metro got something like 25% of it for the entire state. Wow, yeah. And the
0: great thing about the gas tax, even if the money isn't distributed to mass transit and stuff like that, just by charging more for gas, less people drive. Oh, yeah. And so they could just burn the money and it would still be effective policy for
1: the environment from an environmental standpoint it is great policy yeah uh and and yeah the, the fact that people hate it is really kind of a reflection of the fact that people think of uh the damage being done to the environment as something that is totally divorced right. from their own actions yeah. but right? in terms
0: of charging for emissions it is kind of a regressive tax in terms of like you know it's going it's coming from the people right Instead of uh, like whatever corporations or like uh, ships coming into the harbor or whatever, that's true. Um, but so I understand the the complaint on that level. But um, you know, it 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 does work in terms of get just getting cars to not drive as much. I agree. But so basically, what
1: we have now is the spectacle of local officials, uh, some county supervisors, Mayor Garcetti. Uh, um, basically people that represent Metro and um, and also some of the smaller cities in the county, running around town trying to convince people that SB1 is actually good. Yeah. And they're doing that by holding a bunch of groundbreakings, uh, ceremonial ribbon cuttings for uh, projects that are getting some amount of SB1 money. And, and I've actually heard commentary that the allocations, the funding allocations for SB1 were announced for the entire life of the tax so that people would see this is oh. what you're going to get over the, over the course of the, uh, I think 10 year. So it would be
0: more popular project. now because they're announcing projects that aren't going to start for like 10 years
1: or they might, uh, they might get funding earlier than that. But, okay. uh, but they're just saying, you know, over the
0: course of the life of
1: the tax, you're going to get Two billion dollars to do right, wh- whatever the whatever the project might be. Uh, the groundbreakings that were done this past week, we had uh, the Torrance Transit Center, uh-huh. which is celebrating its groundbreaking for the second time in three years. So funny <laughs> because um, I guess people in the South Bay uh, drive a lot; they're a little bit more conservative-leaning uh, typically than the average LA resident. Yeah. Um, Uh, So Garcetti and uh, Janice Hahn, I always always almost call her Catherine Hahn. Uh, (laughs) Janice Hahn, uh, the supervisor for... Catherine Hahn is the bad mom. Right. Janice Hahn is the supervisor. (laughs) Uh, Janice Hahn, uh, they, they went down... Uh, to Torrance, they celebrated the groundbreaking again of this regional transit center that
0: that should be something that more politicians do If you're in a tough election, you just go like uh, Jose Huizar should like groundbreak Disney Concert hall. <laughs> Cut the roof just go smash a bottle on it, <laughs> take a picture <laughs> and be like, We did it. Yes. Uh it is it's an effective way to say hey, look what we're doing. Yeah. We've uh
1: you know, we've been in the process of not quite, but soon we're going to be yes. doing this
0: for a while, but but here we are again. Did I, they fill in the little when they dug the shovel in last time, they just like fill it back up with a little <laughs> bit of dirt and just like dig up that same scoop of dirt again? I hope so. Uh Wow. Um, then, so they went down there because that's the, the, like it's pretty Republican, right? They're just trying not to get. They they are saying um, basically they were using that as a
1: stand-in for groundbreaking the extension of the Metro Green Line, yeah. which is going to go to the Torrance Transit Center. Yeah. Um, but is not ready to have the. I mean, the project is not ready pr- to proceed at all yet. So I think right. that they were. Kind of just doing this as a uh, look. Yeah. SB1 is funding, I think, possibly part of that transit center, but also it's providing uh, a substantial amount of money, several hundred million dollars for the Green Line extension. Right. So, but it's not going to be for. It's going to be, that's one of the ones that they hope to do by 2028. Okay. So they might have to go back. Yeah. They might have to do (laughs) it three and five years. Um, And then on May 31st, Garcetti and county supervisors went back to the South Bay to the uh, 110-405 interchange Uh and um, did a press conference uh, quasi-groundbreaking for improvements or really kind of just a highway expansion that they're going to do at that interchange to address uh, the bottleneck. And they're saying that is also going to be accelerated because of the SB1 money. So it's very much, if you take away this gas tax money, you're not going to get these
0: things that presumably you want, right? So they're going into the purple areas of Southern California, right, to try and get people not to vote on the repeal right. of the gas tax. But that vote isn't until November. That's in correct. November. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So that's a while That's a ways. That's, off. A, that's a ways off. Um, uh, they and it's uh, going to be on the ballot already. They've gotten the signatures, right?
1: Yes. Yeah. And, and that and it is mostly supported in Southern California. They, I think, uh-huh. more than they got more than they needed in terms of uh, signatures to put the repeal on the ballot from uh, Orange County, San Diego County, and Los Angeles County, basically. Okay. So there's that's. Where oh, the, oh.
0: The, so the repeal is mostly supported in Southern California. You're saying. Correct. I'm surprised a little bit to hear that because it hurts rural areas more. You'd feel like because they're not getting any of the money, right? Um, and they might, they probably drive even more
1: than we do. I, I have no idea if that's just because uh, this San Diego right wing, uh, yeah, radio personality is driving. Who is that? Carl DeMaio. Carl DeMaio. And then you have John and Ken John and here, Ken, I'm sure. We're behind like, that from day one.
0: Every day, their like heads are exploding. <laughs> right. Um, people, so, yeah, I think a lot of people who are, who are listening might not realize how influential talk radio is in Southern California because people under age, whatever, like 70, don't really listen to it too much. Right. Um, but John and Ken... Who I say like I like on the West Side, but they're not like just a West Side radio station. They like they're.
1: I think that's where they're... Base. I think it's where the per- perception of their base is
0: right because they talk about like Venice and like yeah. you know with like specific council people. All the they time. led the uh, bond and recall. The bond and recall, and effort. they single handedly recalled Gray Davis. Right. Basically, yeah. like they got the governor. <laughs> right. Recalled, um, and so they're still a huge deal, and so they can definitely gin up. Like a like a pretty big like frenzy among like West side homeowners and like people who don't like taxes to yeah. begin with, um. So yeah, I wonder that'll be interesting to see how that goes.
1: So yeah, we'll see what happens there. Uh, Jerry Brown, not having any um, elections to worry about for himself anymore, has yeah. turned his attention to preserving this. Uh, he went out to uh, the Torrance Transit Center. He also went to Union Station where he. Called Republicans losers, and losers. said that that was
0: what <laughs> these guys were a bunch of losers. Prepared. That's why they were so uh, preoccupied with this. So I love it. I how, love how much too. the word "losers" getting thrown around. It's, in, it is in politics our a, most uh, effective great. political discourse at this point.
1: Okay, so then
0: we wanted to turn to uh, something I think that you were really interested in. Yeah, well, I, I just too. read this one story. That is nuts. Um, so, the whole process of signature gathering for the, these ballot measures has always really interested me. You go to right. uh, whatever, the grocery store, somebody is sitting outside with a bunch of clipboards. I kind of, for a long time, always assumed those were volunteers. Yeah. And some of them are, but most of them are not. Right. They, they are paid signature gatherers. Right. Uh, I read an article a while ago um, that I thought was really crazy, which is a bunch of emails had leaked. Uh, from tobacco lobbyists, uh, and one of the emails was, um, it was a lobbyist writing to a legislative staffer uh, when, like the there was about to be like a tobacco tax mm-hmm. on the on the ballot, uh, and he said, when we hit the street with a referendum paying ten dollars per signature, and I was like, ten dollars per signature right. is so. Much. It takes it's a huge amount. It takes three hundred sixty five thousand signatures to get an initiative on the state ballot. Yeah. So signatures alone, uh, it's like three point five million, million. Which to the tobacco industry is you know, nothing. Is nothing. I'm but, sure it's totally worth it. But that's but, a huge amount of money to yeah. That, yes. And so that sort of made me wonder when the incentive for these people gathering signatures is so high yeah. for them to pile up as many as possible. How do you avoid these situations where these signature gatherers might be cheating to, to get people to sign these uh, their clipboards? And we have an answer to that this week, right. which is they are cheating. Yeah, And the way that they're cheating is they are going into Skid Row with uh, a bunch of like $1 bills and loose cigarettes. And they're handing them out in, in exchange for people who live on Skid Row... Signing fake names yeah. to on their clipboard. $1 and a loose cigarette when you're getting $10 for that signature. Pretty is, good deal. I mean, so look, $10 <laughs> is really, really high, that's high. I think. I think it's closer uh, to two dollars. Still a pretty great return.
1: The range that I've seen uh, goes from three dollars up to like fifteen, which is oh my god, Absorbitant, right? Uh, exorbitant, which <laughs> Absorbitant. absorbitant. <laughs> interesting, <laughs> exorbitant. But uh, but yeah, that's I think that's generally the range we're talking about. Um, so yeah, we we have a number of ways that the system can be gamed here um yeah I, I think that we've uh covered one which is you're just having people fill out fake names or yeah uh whatever but then there's potentially also just misleading people about what they are actually signing i think that you're right the, the incentive is so high potentially that w- there's
0: um there's not really a good way yeah. to
1: stop that from happening yeah so, this is, in- so
0: this is what happened this week uh, it's a so three men were arrested on Skid Row. Um, the men had been observed engaging in suspicious interactions with people on uh Six and San Julian. Pretty suspicious, yes. Walking around <laughs> that area, handing out dollars and cigarettes, and then having them sign something, something on a clipboard. Yeah, that's pretty suspicious. Um, and then there was an undercover operation, right? Days later, they shut this down. Well, who knows how long that they had been um, doing this. Um, it's straight up voter fraud. The initiatives were for um, uh, an L.A. County effort to re- uh, reduce jail time. The prison reform ballot measure. yeah. The Jane Fonda is going to all the farmers markets uh, getting right. signatures for Presumably not handi- handing out loose cigarettes. <laughs> um, Can't be too sure. Uh, another statewide measure to reduce the number of uh, felons who are uh, considered nonviolent increase income tax on millionaires a lot of progressive right uh, measures now
1: what the article said though is that there's no evidence that the actual
0: no people behind the measures are actually involved and this is I would guess that they are not right but at some point when you when you uh, you know sign these when you sign deals with these signature gatherers and you say just go get them yep. get me as many as you can right I will pay you this amount the way this system is set up, it guarantees that this kind of thing is going to be happening. Yeah. And then it becomes
1: uh, basically the responsibility of, uh, I believe, the county registrar to figure out whether or not the signatures are valid.
0: Which is impossible. A-
1: at that point, they say, you know, we can potentially, they, they what they do is they just cross-reference address information with the name that's given.
0: Right, what, but they're, they're using, they're going off a list of names and addresses, and they're saying, sign for this person. Sign for this person. And then they say, you know, even if they do find something that is a forged name or a, sure. an incorrect signature, there's no way to actually assign culpability to anybody. No. And so what, and, and they're going to catch what, like one out of every like 20 or 30, you're still right. like getting away with it. Right. Um, the homeless count uh, came, the results of the homeless count came out this week. If yep. You don't know what that is. We will talk about what it is. Uh, with our guest, Dr. Robin Petering, uh, and she'll talk about that uh, right now. Robin Petering, <laughs> doctor. doctor, former Robin former Peter. Robin Petering, MSW, now mm-hmm. Robin Petering, PhD. Yep, exactly. Congratulations. Thank you. I admire you putting your degree in your Twitter yeah, handle. I
2: go back and forth with that, but um, now I'm I'm on putting it forward. Yeah, yeah. I like yeah.
1: that, actually. I mean, not that I'm, I'm not... Yeah. Like, Not that it matters, but I think that that's You should put yours when, in there. Yeah, but the thing is with do you have mine... A no, I have an uh, MPA. Um, Public, Public, Public administration? administration? That's right. Um, UCLA? No, that's not my hat. Oh, okay. And I was not at UCLA either. either.
2: I was. So I got my MSW from UCLA. Okay. Yeah.
1: But I think it makes sense when people do that because... Yeah. I don't know. It j- just is like... You know, it automatically gets you a verified check. There's an there's like (laughs) there is academic
2: Twitter is a thing so right yeah 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 Yeah. and it could be helpful I think for um, certain fields yeah sure yeah Uh,
0: yeah you work with the homeless count Mm -hmm. uh which the numbers for 2018 came out this week yep they came out let's talk a little bit about the homeless count and how it works first before we talk about the numbers yeah Uh, I did it this year.
2: They get, so i think this year they had a record number of volunteers and it's um 8500 like 8500 yeah that's also really volunteer. good
1: yeah when you volunteer I, I actually never have so when you volunteered did you just do it for you've never a, done any kind of volunteer one <laughs> yeah no never you just want to know
0: about volunteering in general uh yeah, how, what what, what, how do you get paid for that is your, is your, <laughs> is your question uh when you volunteered for the count, yeah, w- was that for one night or did you do all three? For one night, it's one okay. night. Uh, I they sent me to Echo Park. Uh, I saw my friend Matt Bogdanow, who you might know, as the singer of the song "LA Podcast." <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> and so we got matched. Great up. song. We got make you. We got matched up. Uh, we were walking around this one part, part of Echo Park. Uh, I feel like I messed it up. Did you count? Ca- so did you count anyone? No,
2: no, no. So that I've done it. um, I volunteered a couple of times. I don't, I didn't volunteer this past year. I did a lot of other things. Yeah. Um, but, uh, going, I always felt like I was assigned census tracts that had no one and got a zero count, but zero, zero is a really valid number when you're doing, the count we really did important. not
0: okay so we didn't do a zero okay. uh we passed a couple cars oh yeah with like the windows blacked the out cars are difficult and yeah. yeah i mean it's just a judgment call you're supposed mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. just see like it does it seem like someone is living in this car yep uh and so it was kind of a coin flip and uh, like i don't know i sit with the guilt that i screwed up the entire <laughs> count and that it, sh- it shouldn't i don't know you probably you probably did Right? If, I, if I had to get that well, funding okay. that the city so could have for the I-
2: cars, actually. I'm um, our team, so there's four components of the Los Angeles homeless count. So there's the point in time count, the pit count, which is what you volunteered for. Okay, right. So that is, I'm um, uh, it's three nights in January, it's kind of like staggered across the county, mm-hmm. and then there is a demographic survey. Um, which I'll talk about. And then there's a shelter count, which is pretty much like the most simple one just on that night. They also just pull shelter data. Right. Okay. Um, so you're counting who's sleeping unsheltered and sheltered Mm -hmm. basically, um, in one night, like it's a point in time estimate. And then there's the youth count, which is somewhat separate component. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is what I was involved with um, this past year. Yeah. But then the pit count. So is primarily, um, operated by volunteers, um, eight eight thousand five hundred volunteers this year and they actually canvass we canvass every census track in um in Los Angeles County. So that's over four thousand square miles, right? Yeah. Yeah on foot. Some by car, some areas, but yeah, a lot by foot. Okay. Uh, and so they like there's a couple of, you get you would go to the volunteer place at like eight, right? Or like mm-hmm. seven. Yep. And you get mashed up with people. You do a brief training, you kind of get your like tally sheets. Yeah. Right. And um and basically walk up and down every street. Yeah. Right? Yeah.
1: And this is over the course of three nights three in nights January.
2: In January. And I think the intention, um, so every COC across the country has to do a homeless count um, according to HUD, the mm. Housing and Urban Development. So that's part of like a federal, if you want federal dollars, you have to do a count. And um, you have to do it. Most COCs do it every other year. Los Angeles does it every year. So um, everyone fully canvasses, enumerates, and like tally sheets the whole county. And I, they went to full enumeration or full canvassing um, a few years ago. That's that's a a new, um, relatively new update. Yeah.
0: As opposed to uh, like, like sampling. sampling, extrapolating, extrapolating. Yeah, okay.
2: Exactly. So then the other component is that we have um, a the demographic survey, which is over the course of so this is where so. I'm at USC and i um, USC is a contracted with LASA. Um, and we execute um, the implementation of the demographic, actually the pit count that like point, we do nothing except for like take those numbers, right? Okay. Um, but the demographic survey, we had full teams start in December and they ended in March. And they, we did a random sample, um, I'm not the part of the data core team. They do like a whole sampling, um, build a sampling frame of strata and margins of error and all these yeah. things. Um, and picked about 400 of the census tracts, 450 census tracts wow. and went to all of those. over the course of um, those all like three to four months and surveyed um, everyone that, they find there so that's where the cars age race and so it actually it's pretty extensive um
1: they also talk about um substance dependency things like that is that part of the demographic count that's
2: part of the demographic so there's about it's about a 25 minute survey Mm -hmm. yeah wow yeah it's long and then those numbers get extrapolated and like put onto the 50,000 um, tallies that you got. And then that includes going into the cars. And so our teams like knocked on cars doors and we like were able to figure out how many people were living there. So it's okay. You didn't mess that up. Okay. yeah. yeah. Are,
0: are, are people compensated for the survey?
2: Yep. Um, for the adult survey, they got $5 gift cards to McDonald's. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, I think it used to be Subway and people were got Not over subway yeah <laughs> people don't like subway anymore
1: yeah for uh the people listening uh mm-hmm. the full loss data or the the homeless count mm-hmm. uh data is actually online if you've never looked at it you should look at it it's very informative it has information mm-hmm. about uh the, the breakdowns are as robin is saying very extensive um they go into location uh council district yep. information Um, And it gives you a full or at least as full as we can reasonably expect to get possibly um, look into the profile of who is actually living um, on our streets, whether Mm. they have access to shelter or not, things like that.
2: So because we at the end of the day, like for the count, I think we'd all of us we we want this really rich profile and and um, and in an accurate profile of who's living um, outside. But. Uh, you know, those surveys are long. Yeah. We also, it's intensive yeah. um, to do all that. And so, so that's
0: what takes so long. I stupidly yeah. kind of wondered, like, after we went on Did the Cow, I was like, well, but how wife- long does this take? You <laughs> yeah, know? it takes but so it's, long. But the demographic survey that is really... Yeah,
2: and also, like, it takes a long time for them. I mean, you guys use, like, a pen and paper tally sheet, right? They have to, yeah. like, input all that data. Right. Um, which takes a long time but doing we were doing demographic surveys up until the end of March. Okay. Yeah, so to get those numbers to project onto those. Yeah. Wow. Takes a while. Um mm-hmm.
0: was there anything in the data that just sort of like popped out so this the, year? So
2: the results I think are, are there's a pretty good narrative for this year. Um I don't know if you guys seen them caught up on it. We yes. had, a yeah, yeah, had a 3% decrease. 3% decrease. Yeah. Yes. Um, good news. And which seems like it, it for me it makes really sen- a lot of sense because also, the big decreases were in chronic homelessness, veteran homelessness. So I think it was about eighteen and sixteen percent in those okay. two categories. And um, what? Because what we can say is for the past, I don't know, like several year, a couple years going back, is we've really been focusing our resources and our um, attention to those those particular subgroups, right? So like chronic homelessness. Um, they, I think. Um, there's a lot of evidence that shows that it has a really high cost um, on the city and yeah. uh, or on, you know, just everyone, the public. Um, and so there was a lot of effort with getting the most vulnerable off the streets um, and putting them into permanent supportive housing. And now we're seeing this like those those results. Um, yeah, because I, mean, I
0: saw a lot of when the three um, percent decrease was announced, mm-hmm. I saw a lot of just on social media, like yeah. skepticism. Saying, yeah. like, this doesn't really match up with, like, driving around. I'm not totally. seeing that's what a every... decrease between this year and last year. Yeah. But you are actually, like, you know, on the ground I, with I, these things. You think I it believe, lines like, up.
2: our systems are working better than they have before. Because now, finally, people are setting, stepping up at the table. And we um we know that, like, doing, like, specific targeted types of um interventions or programs works. um. But so, like so veterans and chronic we had saw a major decrease but uh, mm-hmm. I interpret it really as we're finally getting to the point where we're like bailing out the water as fast as it's coming in because the influx is really that's one of the things um I think there was 9,000 people that were newly homeless in the past year in right. Los Angeles for yeah. the first
1: time right yeah uh, so yeah I think that to me is is kind of what it looked like when I was looking mm. at, the, at the data as well as an outside observer. Um, we have a, a 3% decrease. It would have been slightly larger, but there was a, a
2: adjustment. Yeah,
1: there was an adjustment downward of the 2017 number mm. by about yeah. 2,700 mm-hmm. uh, youth homeless that, that we were overcounted. Um, but. In general, it looks to be like more so a leveling off.
2: yeah, it's almost like a flat line, yeah, um but I think that there there is a three percent decrease. so um, you know, we were in the rooms talking about whether or not what do we say this is a flat line or a decrease? And I think a lot of people want to um I think there is evidence to show that what what we've been doing in the systems that we've been building are working. yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and they have a the
0: politicians a, seem to have decided it is a decrease
2: they definitely decided I was yeah. like oh they're running with that
0: <laughs> oh yeah, and, yeah. <laughs>
2: and, and, it, and
1: it makes sense I mean this is a massive undertaking mm-hmm. obviously in our in our city um, and uh, it doesn't necessarily do anyone any good when you need to maintain and uh, indeed build more public support to yeah. do things for the homeless to uh, to be very defeatist about progress that's being made I get that but um uh, but when you look back over the, the past couple of years, we have seen just um a huge uh spike in the number of people that are living on the street. I think a couple of years ago mm-hmm. it was the count was like thirty thousand. Now it's up in the low fifties. So we're yeah. we are headed in the right direction now, which is good. And a lot we're of that focus has been on uh permanent so supportive housing yeah. and yeah. um and veterans. So yep. if if those policies yeah. are having an impact there, then it's a good side and
2: one big change um, we also saw is that there were a lot of more young people. So I work with youth experiencing homelessness. Um, so like twenty five to eighteen or twenty five to thirteen if they're unaccompanied. Um, and there was a massive uh, increase, not massive, a big increase in um, young people in shelters or in some sort of housing system versus um, unsheltered or outside. So I think there's some really um, good nuggets and that in the overall results that that makes sense um but the, it's in in a lot of this too you have to think about it's um those the measure h dollars haven't really they mm-hmm. weren't fully in place um yeah um, yeah so um I think the kind of thing is that we're, we're building that like pipeline and that infrastructure getting ready ready for using those dollars that are about to come on board yeah. And keeping everyone motivated, yeah. Keeping the public motivated about um, being still being committed to that money is that
0: a is that a worry? I mean, this is uh, like a like a stupid question, but mm. like like is the announcement is uh, like uh, the mayor and all these people running with this as like a huge achievement, and that homelessness is going down? Do you worry about that in terms of like there is I, there is so much engagement I, on it right yeah. now? Yeah,
2: I mean, I think I. What I believe, as um, someone that's worked in this field for a really long time, it, with the the difficulty of like you know, talking with my friends and people outside of this field is like that people want change immediately, right? And these this is really long term. Mm-hmm. Like, gotta build like really big systems at work, and even when they're going, like it's gonna take a long time to get fifty thousand people off the streets, right? Yeah. Um. So, a, I think a small decrease is something to um, like celebrate or um, you know I just we just get worried of like what happens when it goes up two percent you know like what if it that fluctuation um, if we just kind of stay afloat for the next couple of years that, that's what I worry a little bit about.
0: Yeah. Something I want to ask about um, at the time that spike was like there was a real overrepresentation in newly homeless among uh, Latino people and like uh, families. Mm-hmm, was there mm-hmm. anything in the demographics this year that um was notable or just kind so of
2: so we have a, a lot of newly homeless. Um, I think families um are potentially had a slight increase. and in, I think one of the. I think one of the things that we can take away is that the profile of what we understand of people experiencing homelessness is changing, right? Okay. And so there's more, um, they had, I think most of the people or like over almost 50% of the people newly experiencing homelessness um, reported like economic reasons, right? So uh-huh. it's, we're, we know we live it like, it's getting worse and worse. The housing market's getting worse. The um, ability to, uh, the cost of living and is also like, that's that discrepancy and um, keeps growing. Right. Yeah. So we're, I think anecdotally too, I'm hearing people like families live in RVs and yeah. stuff like that. And, and that whole like, yeah. um a lot of people living in car co- or like different than yeah. your skid row living in a tent and makeshift shelter and more of more of like economic hardship right and especially the low vacancy rate of affordable housing
1: one of the things that i noticed too um is so historically, the black population has been way overrepresented mm-hmm. uh, among homeless Angelinos. Uh, I think this year it was still it's over, uh, over a third of, mm-hmm. of, of homeless Angelinos are black compared to that's that's I think four times uh, the the mm-hmm. actual proportional share of black Angelinos overall. Um, as you mentioned, Hayes, the Latino, uh, share of homeless Angelinos rose last year. This year it was white Angelinos, I believe rose to, I think something like, uh, 25%, which is, uh, probably still underrepresented based on their proportional yeah. share, but it is essentially, uh, higher rising higher share. Yeah. It's essentially mm-hmm. rising relative to what it was. So, mm-hmm. uh, it, it is a lot. Uh, apparently it looks it looks a lot but like
2: black went down were you gonna say yes, that you noticed yeah. that yeah that's one down. of the things and I think I'm um, the county is also citing that there was some really targeted focus there um, they started a, a caucus or an action subcommittee specifically for um yeah black people experiencing homelessness and targeting more like focusing are I think one of the things broadly that we're understanding across the nation as there's no like one size fits all right solution to this. So I'm kind of figuring out the different types yeah. of approaches is what we've been embracing. Yeah. Right. So maybe that's working. I'm trying to think of what are the other reasons that people report? We, we have fleeing domestic violence, mm-hmm. um, which I don't know it, that right off the top of my head. I don't have the numbers memorized, unfortunately. Um, but I believe it was 15. Was like, yeah. It's somewhere in the teens. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah, but preventive services need to like happen across the board.
0: Thank you, Robin. Thank you, Robin. <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, wait, what's your your Twitter? Robin Petering. Robin Petering. Yeah, you're talking about this stuff all the time.
2: Yeah, I am. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks.
0: Cool. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you. Thank
2: you for having me.